I would just say number one is no matter where you're at in your business, not carrying any shame that you're behind or you should be someplace else. I think that there's a tendency to feel like we've done something wrong um, and haven't put together a magic formula that somebody else has. And that's not the case over and over again. I see people thinking that other people have it all together and they don't. And that is not the case at all. Nobody has their shit fully together. You're listening to Quantum Leap Your Sales, the podcast for high ticket coaches who want to fill their programs with ideal clients. I'm Marielle Diaz, your host. You already have everything you need to succeed inside of you. And right now I'm going to show you the way. Hey there, welcome back to Quantum Leap Your Sales. Today, we're gonna to be talking about systems and strategy and how you can use both systems and strategy to help scale your coaching business. And I have two guests here with us today, Stephanie Varegan and Rena Carcio. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Awesome, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to have you both here to talk systems and strategy. We're excited to be here. So I always love to start people off by talking about what their superpower is. Stephanie, I'll go to you first. What's your superpower? My superpower is bringing calm into the chaos of businesses. Uh, I help people set up their systems so that they are no longer struggling. Awesome. And Rena, how about for you? What's your superpower? I feel like I'm the yin to that yang. <laughs> My superpower is being an activator. When people want to move, I am here for them. Awesome. So I'd love for you guys to start off by telling us a little bit more about the work that you're doing and also how you guys are collaborating and putting your magic together to help coaches and entrepreneurs. Sure. So Rena and I uh, worked together a few years ago and realized that working with the different clients that came in, either clients would come to me and need their system set up. And then once we get their system set up, they would need a digital strategy and I would refer them over to Rena. And then Rena would have people that came in with digital strategy and need their system set up. So we decided to partner to create a program called Get Your Shit Together, uh, where we combine our skills to help people really get their businesses in order. Awesome. That's such a needed program for people. Yeah. We think it's really cool because we like to say that we help people like take their founder mess and turn it into magic. And the reason that we are able to do that is because there are these like five phases of, of a business, right. Or five, I like to call them pillars of the company. And mm -hmm. Stephanie really covers about half of them. And I cover about half of them. And so when you get us together, it's, it's making sure that there's strategy and systems around every phase of the business, which is super exciting. That is very exciting and very needed. <laughs> I know when I first met you, Stephanie, I was going through a massive phase of growth in my own business. And up until that point, I did not have hardly any systems. And that was a big part of what you helped me with was get those systems in place and help me actually change my mindset around needing those systems. One of the reasons why I started my own business is because I don't like rules and I don't really love systems. And so that was one of the things that I had to learn to be able to sustain the growth, right? And then grow beyond that current place that I was at. Yeah, it's really needed if you are going to scale your business. A lot of times I've seen 
well, I've had the same conversation over and over again with people who become my clients. They've grown fast and furious in their business. Things have taken off. They didn't expect the growth and they've been doing it on their own. So then they hurry up and hire a team. And then they realize in a moment, oh shit, I don't have any structures to support the team or let them know how to do things and where things are, which is where you know systems come in. And like you said, there can be resistance to them, but I like to think that uh, structures and systems are sexy because they allow you containers for your own creativity and for your own freedom once you have your team trained on them. Absolutely. One of the things that I think is really important for a lot of people is to change their mindset around the systems. I know for my clients, one of the things I help them do is change their mindset around sales. And I think systems, for some people, they take to them naturally, but for other people, they have a lot of mindset blocks around systems. Is that something that you would be able to speak to, Stephanie, some of the mindset blocks that you see? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rena and I have had this conversation a lot. When you have created a business, it's your baby and it can be hard to trust people with the thing that you created and Mm -hmm. you can come up against resistance to allowing anybody to help you, even though you're dying for support. And when you do hand it off, you know, you're worried, like, are they going to respond like me? Are they going to do it? You know, perform the task like I would do it. And because you've been doing it for so long, you do it very quickly and they are going to have to, you know, figure it out. So that's like the biggest block that I come up against with entrepreneurs who are looking to scale. Yeah, I I am totally with you, Stephanie, because I I like to think of this like training. I I describe systems sometimes like taking people out of the ocean so they can train in a swimming pool. So I think as entrepreneurs, we tend to, and like coaches or any other type of entrepreneur, we like to jump into that kind of dangerous waters of like a, a a choppy ocean swim and we get some exhilarating feeling from it. And we don't want to be like put in a box inside of somebody else's systems. But the point of training in a pool instead of out in the ocean all the time is that it's a lot less stress on your body. And the same thing is true about systems in your business. There are a lot less stress on your team and on your ability to make decisions and on your growth process if you do it from a slightly less dangerous place than out in the middle of the ocean, which is where we often drop people unintentionally if we haven't put those structures in place. I think that's an awesome point, Rena. <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you guys see with the clients that come to you? And I know you're both working together and also of course work separately. So I'd really love to hear from both of you on this. What are the common challenges that you see specifically with coaches or consultants, people who are selling either one-on-one or group programs? Where do you see them struggling? Usually the struggle is that they've got everything in their head. They don't have it down on paper. They haven't set up a project management system. So they're managing their projects and their people via email and they it's overwhelming and they can't find things. And it's also a time suck. And so it ends up becoming this pile of tasks and shit they're trying to get out from under being under and they end up drowning. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, all the freedom that they thought they were going to have, all their time is eaten up in responding and trying to search for, get people what they need. And so 
the day-to-day gets eaten up with constantly reacting to not having these things in place. So people are in continuous reactive mode. Absolutely. Which is then, of course, draining their energy and taking them away from probably what they really want to be doing within their business. Absolutely. And then fear is another thing they struggle with and come up against, you know, like I spoke to earlier, fear of handing things over, fear of letting go and being able to really become the owner versus the operator and start focusing just on their client or creating content um, and allowing the team to support them. That's a big switch from when you are working alone versus working with your team. Absolutely. That's something that I relate to very much. That's something that you helped me with, Stephanie. Uh, One of the things that was really challenging for me was realizing that what I think is obvious is not obvious to others. (laughs) You and I had many discussions about that, Stephanie, as we were bringing different people on board to do different roles within the business. And that's something that can be a little bit challenging to grasp when everything is so integrated within yourself. You're so excited about what you're doing. You know all the moving parts. It can be challenging to communicate all of the details that are necessary to the person that you're delegating to in a way that's very clear and easy for them to implement what it is that you actually want. Absolutely. And I think Rena can speak to this too. Um, We talk about how (laughs) she has time optimism. And I'll let her share about what that means. (laughs) I struggle with that too. (laughs) So I do have a lot of time optimism. My husband says that I say everything takes 20 minutes. It doesn't matter (laughs) if it really takes three hours or (laughs) everything will take about 20 minutes. (laughs) I think that we run into that time optimism in a couple of ways. First of all, most of us get to the leadership positions we're in right? Because it's a different thing to be a coach on your own with a handful of clients versus being a coach, also leading a team. And we get to that position because we can move in a way that other people might find challenging, but it feels easy for us. And so we forget that other people might find it more challenging if we don't connect all the dots for them. And also if we have any tenure it may maybe didn't move that fast for us early on. So I learned this lesson constantly with my team because I have several new people on my team right now where my expectation is that they sometimes should be able to do it as fast as I can, but I've been doing it for 12 years. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it that fast in year two either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it takes time. Yes. I'm curious for you, Raina, do you see other challenges that Stephanie didn't hit on within your own role? Yes. Particularly when we work with coaches, one of the things that I see is a pain point of maybe they've had a system that's worked really well for them in terms of bringing in leads or bringing not so much sale, the sales side of things, but bringing in leads. And then there is an algorithm change or their business grows to a different point, or there's some kind of a shift where that tactic that they were using doesn't work as well anymore. Mm -hmm. And because they haven't diversified into any other types of tactics, they're left in a tension place where they need to figure something out to shift because something has shifted in the market or they're making a phase transition in their business. 
that people actually come to us with that a lot, particularly coaches, particularly when there are algorithm changes in my world. (laughs) I bet you've been hearing that a lot in recent months. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a three-year cycle. So about every three years, everybody freaks out. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) We're well in the midst of a freak out currently. (laughs) (laughs) So we teach our clients this thing called the Trinity principle, which is a three platform principle that mitigates that risk. So that if something changes with one of the things they're using to generate leads, they've still got the other two while they figure that one out. That's fantastic. That's something that I speak with my clients about a lot, not being dependent on any one lead source. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to share a little bit more about that system that you have? Yeah. So we think of it. So um, I like to think of most digital marketing or branding people as kind of T-shaped. There is credit that needs to be given to someone for that, but I don't know who said it originally. And we go really deep in search engine optimization and search engine marketing. And then a little bit more shallow across other areas. But the Trinity principle is basically this idea that every company, no matter if you're one person on your own, or I've done it with companies as big as as several thousand employees, needs three platforms in their digital marketing strategy, one of which is their website. And I like to think of that as like two platforms where they are really highly engaged with a really well-tested strategy and then one where they play because I like to be able to play with new toys. And in this world, there are new toys all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always new platforms coming out to play with. (laughs) Yes. And there is this, so it's, I know we were talking before we started recording about like, I don't, we don't do a lot of social media because it's not necessarily necessary, but I play with it all the time. Right. (laughs) One question I get asked a lot, Rena, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this is people will ask me, should I be on Instagram? Should I get on TikTok? Should I do this? Should I do that? Fill in the blank with any of the new platforms that are emerging. What are your thoughts on whether or not people should or shouldn't use certain platforms and how can they make that decision? Oh, I love that question so much. So I get this one at least three times a day. And I don't (laughs) believe in the shoulds. And I used to have a should about, well, everyone has to have a website until last year. I took on a client with a million dollar online business that did not have a website. Yep. And I was like, there are no more shoulds. I mean, it wasn't great that that client didn't have a website. They were going through a lot of pain, setting up new landing pages every time they wanted to do something, but like, there are no shoulds. Not every platform is for everyone ever. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe just energetically in doing things that we're doing only because everybody else is doing it or we we think we should do it. You have to be excited about it or you can't sustain it long enough to make it meaningful for you. That is such an awesome point. And I think people forget about that. They get so hung up on what other people are doing to create success or what mentors, teachers, coaches have told them they quote unquote have to do to be successful, that they forget to look at whether or not they even enjoy whatever it is that they're asking they should do. So I think that's a really, really important point because the whole reason why for all of us, we do this work is because we want to make an impact. We want to help people. And it's important to enjoy what we're doing, even right down to the nuts and bolts of the strategy and the systems. Yeah, absolutely. And like, 
to point back to your work, I think a lot of people spend too much time, especially when they're, they're small or early on in the marketing and branding place, which is where I work. Right. And -hmm. not enough time in the sales space because they're doing all these things that they read on the internet or see in a course somewhere that they should do. I agree with that wholeheartedly. A lot of clients will come to me in this space of getting ready to get ready. And they're actually using a lot of the marketing strategy and branding as a way to stall. So they don't have to do the scary things like getting on sales calls or they're getting on a few sales calls and they don't want to have more sales calls. So then they decide all of a sudden it's time to redo the website. So I think there's a lot of wisdom in knowing when is best to focus on which activity in your business. Yes, I I wholeheartedly agree. Like we, we don't work with a lot of startups, but when we do, it's almost always sales enablement first before mm-hmm. branding and marketing, because you don't have to have branding. And I can't believe as a marketing person, I'm going to say this, but you don't have to have branding and marketing to make money. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. It will get you to a certain point right. when you're sloppy with that. I was sharing that with you guys before we started recording as well. I didn't even really start focusing on the branding and marketing until well after I had started my business, right? So not focusing on those things will get you to a certain point. And then all of a sudden you cross a threshold and you really need those things. <laughs> and that's why I think Stephanie and I's genius together is really at that point where people are ready to scale because when they are ready to scale the lack of, if there's a lack of branding, marketing, and internal systems, that scaling is going to not work or be very, very painful. Absolutely. And I'd love to hear from both of you on this. Where is the sweet spot in terms of how do you know when it's time to quote unquote, get your shit together? When is the optimal time to be focusing on these five pillars, which I'm going to ask you guys to talk about a little bit more after this question. When is the optimal time to focus on getting your shit together? I know for myself, I feel like I waited too long. After I met Stephanie, I was saying to people in my life, like, where has Stephanie been? I I wish I would have met her earlier, right? So where is that sweet spot, that optimal time where people can really benefit from your guys' combined magic together? Sure. So optimal time is when you have consistent cash flow, you're no longer struggling to bring it in. You've got a set process down with the way that you uh, create revenue in your business. um, And you can afford to bring somebody in to set these things up for you. And the sooner that you can do that, the better, as you're speaking to what you were saying, getting those things down, even before you hire is going, if possible, is going to be setting you up for success. A lot of times people don't, they have the realization, like I need these things and it's a scramble. Yeah. I, I agree with Stephanie and I just want to elaborate on that a bit, a little bit like Stephanie did this for me. I think I hired her in my company, um, a couple years ago before I was really ready or could afford (laughs) (laughs) but it was what kind of broke open the dam that allowed everything else to happen and allowed us to scale up in a really big way because it 
helped me to see the gaps that I could not see myself. Whereas on the flip side, when it comes to branding and marketing work, like I do, I really do think that having some fairly well-established sales in place makes that work much stronger because you can put the time and intentionality necessary into it to do it right. And it's much less painful to do right than to do over because we do a lot of projects where we're cleaning up past brand or marketing efforts which mm-hmm. balloons the projects and makes them more painful. So like, I sort of think Stephanie is a start before you're ready type person individually. And I'm a little bit like, maybe wait a little while. <laughs> but when we come together, the cool thing is that Stephanie gets them ready for the branding and marketing conversation, which we see happen just over and over again. Yeah. It sounds like your guys' magic combines beautifully together. It really does. But I'm pretty convinced Stephanie might disagree with me that Stephanie usually comes first. Yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. If everything's a mess, it makes it harder for Rena to do what she needs to do with people. Yeah. And they will often come to me and I'm like, oh Lord, they need Stephanie first. I can't until they see Stephanie. Well, that's why it's so awesome that you guys have brought your magic together into this get your shit together intensive, right? So you can both get your hands in there and help the coaches, entrepreneurs to get their shit together. So that way they can grow the way that they want to. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the five pillars that you guys were speaking about earlier. Sure. Rena, you want to take this one? I feel like you have a lot to say. (laughs) I have. Yes. Okay. So I have an obsession with this. So for context, we do a lot of strategic planning in our business. Pre-COVID, I used to do two-day strategic planning, private retreats with teams that are like my favorite thing in the world to do, although they take a lot of time. I'm an introvert, so (laughs) they take a lot of time and energy. But Basically, the if you think of the structure of a company as being underpinned by five pillars, one is sales marketing, the second is distribution, so how you deliver your thing. So for a coach, it may be like the portal that they log into or how they make their payments or how you get them their emails that tell them where to go. The third is operations. That's everything that's not directly related to a sale, like HR and office supplies and your computer. The fourth pillar is finances. That's where people have a tendency to get really tripped up is understanding their financial models. And we work on a profit first model. We are not profit first coaches, but we work on that model because it's really transformed, particularly my work. And then leadership, which is that holy grail fifth underpinning that a lot of us are working towards getting better at. So it sounds like you guys really do cover all the bases. We do. And we wanted to put together a program where everybody, like just based on the clients that we worked with and what we've seen over the years, we wanted to make sure that all of the bases were covered operationally so that people could get a sense of what's needed in their business and we can support them through and walk with them through that. I think a lot of online courses give you like, Hey, here's what it is. They sell you on it. And then you're doing it yourself, but you, you know, yes, there's Q and a, but we thought the accountability piece is really important because there are so many things that need to be addressed 
in this program. So we are going to walk alongside people and really make sure that they get it done. Yeah. And I think that if the reason why covering the us working together and allowing us to cover all five pieces was really important. At least I will speak to me is that I feel like I encounter a lot of people with a wobbly stool where they may have really strong sales or really strong marketing or a really great internal team, but they don't have evenness across all areas where there's a major hole in, let's say, finance. They maybe are spending all the money as fast as it comes in, or there's a major hole in distribution. They can't serve as many people as they want to serve. And so they're compensating for that wobbly stool by kind of trying to balance all the time. And that is very stressful. It sounds like you guys really help people get into alignment with their systems and their strategies. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's why my really long domain name says that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take domain advice from me. So. <laughs> Alignment is something that I speak with my clients about all the time. And it, it manifests in ways that people don't really think about. Right. So I think a lot of people in their businesses don't always pay as much attention to the finances as they need to, or they'll feel comfortable in certain areas and not in others, hence the wobbly stool, right? So it sounds like you shine a light on the areas where maybe they aren't getting enough uh, focus or attention to help them really bolster their businesses so that way they can scale. Yeah, I I love the way you put that. And I, I love that concept of alignment. I train in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the quote that is written on my desk that I like put in my mind every time I go into jiu-jitsu practice is leverage replaces strength, technique replaces speed. This is how you win without dominance. That's and awesome. that like, I think that's a business quote that we should all use. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> you guys have alluded to this uh, several times throughout this recording. I'm curious, what inspired you to create this intensive together? <laughs> it was really um, a combination of things. Every time a client comes to me, a potential new client, they, they're like, my stuff is a mess. I've really got to get my shit together. So I kept hearing that over and over again. And then um, once I started, you know, cleaning up the back of their business and getting their system set up, they were in need of what Rena had. And I would, it was a natural referral for me. Mm -hmm. And um, then we started working together and not only were we able to really complement each other's work, there are places where we overlap and we get to have fun working on people's projects. Um, there's a joke. It's like 70, I have like five different email addresses when they invite me to project management. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's just been a really great process. I I'm going through Rena's process right now. Um, I know that it works. I know that she does great work and it's helpful for me when we're going through and serving clients in her process and my process. So we're really just able to fully support people no matter what kind of shit they're in, really, um, whether they're in 
you know, we've identified that there's four different phases that we find people in, in their businesses. And sometimes it's where you've started out, you've grown fast and furious, and you need to put the systems in place. The second, we call that constantly constipated because it's really slow to get anything moving. And then the next phase is shoveling shit where you feel like you generating consistent income, you've hired a team, you thought that that team was going to free you up so that you could have more time, but the opposites happened. It's actually bogged you down more because now you have to answer them and help them and you still have the stuff that's on your plate. So you're constantly trying to dig yourself out of it. And then um, we have the shiny pile of poo, which is where you get to the stage where, you know, you're making a million dollars or more. And you are working with clients that other people would love to work with. And on the outside, everything looks awesome. But behind the scenes, everything is a shit show. You don't have the systems that you properly need. And you may have employees and contractors combined on your team. And you, you need those things set up to take yourself to the next level so that you can properly scale. And then there's the last, um, which is the good shit, which is where everybody wants to be. You've set yourself up as an owner, not an operator, and you can leave your business. You have the freedom to, you know, have the partnerships that you want to create. You have the freedom to take time off. You um, have a team of pros that are taking care of you and serving you versus you being the servant uh, leader to them. And, And not that you don't still serve your team when you get there, but you're serving in a different way. When you work with seasoned people, um, it's a totally different dynamic. So we really get to come together and we know these types of people. So it helps our work just go really seamlessly. And, and we anticipate the needs of, you know, what people are going to need in terms of support and, and can just properly execute for them. Rena, is there anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, I love that so much because I think a lot of people come to both of us individually and together feeling really alone. And one of the cool Mm -hmm. things about Stephanie and I is that we've seen the patterns so many times and immediately, as soon as we come into the business, they feel less alone. And the cool thing about the work is that a lot of people spend a lot of time, money, energy, and effort on marketing and I see that every day in our work where really where their biggest pain points are is in other areas of the business and their marketing would go a lot smoother if they had those other areas handled. And so when Stephanie and I first came together, that was one of the big goals for me. It was like, I want you to do for all my clients, what you did for me. (laughs) (laughs) You guys really are a perfect match. (laughs) We are. Yes. We're like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious from your guys combined experience, why do you think it is that people can have really good sales, but still feel like their business is a hot mess? I think that um, as the owner of your business, you know, your product through and through, you know, your person um, that you're selling to, and you have really worked on perfecting that. And um, it's come easily in some cases, and you haven't put your focus on the other operational needs of your business. So you can be having sales all day long, but if you don't have the proper systems to support you, it's going to be really painful to implement on what you've sold them. 
And that implementation piece, I think, is really important. That's one of the things I help my clients with quite a bit related to their mindset because they will start to subconsciously block themselves from making more sales because they're so overwhelmed with the delivery because they lack the proper systems. Absolutely. And I think also that from a customer service standpoint, you know, you deliver an amazing product, more people are going to want to refer you. So if you're falling down in your implementation, you're going to start getting a reputation for, yeah, you know, the sales process was really amazing. I really loved what they had to say, but when they went to deliver, it fell down, you know, for Mm -hmm. them, that's really disappointing. And you're, I feel like you're doing a disservice to not only the, the person that you've sold to, but future clients that you could possibly miss out on because of that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Rena, what are your thoughts? I think a lot of business leaders, and I'm going to say, I think coaches fit into this maybe even more so than some other types of business leaders I've worked with are, they really are good at the people part externally. Like they're visionary type personalities. They can see things that others don't. They can make connections where other people might struggle more or take more time to make connections, which can make sales exciting once they get going. Sometimes there's a lot of resistance early on and at least satisfying when they make them and making connections with people one-on-one in particularly, which is usually where we're selling, right? those connections with people are really playing to their skill set. In fact, not that I've never known any, but most people don't become coaches if they don't really love those personal interactions with people. Right. And the other pieces of the business, particularly the implementation of systems are sort of a different place in the brain. There's a lot of detail oriented work I can still hear Stephanie in my mind, like, but what about this? But what about this? (laughs) What did you do over there? I'm hearing Stephanie in my mind right now, too, from previous conversations. (laughs) So I think that, I think that if you are a visionary type personality, sales is going to be a more natural attraction And I fall into this myself sometimes, like I am a very strong introvert, but one-to-one I'm great. So sales are easy. It's some of the other things where I just don't have as much patience for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you mentioned something really important earlier when you were talking about when you brought Stephanie in to help your own company. Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, as coaches, we need to do a self-assessment to see what are our strengths and what are our challenges and opportunities for growth and to be able to look into the future for what you want to create for your business and to have the wisdom to bring the right people in at the right time, right? So that way you can move yourself along to be able to achieve those goals because none of us are good at everything, right? Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I think the things that I am good at are the place where I most need to let somebody else do it. Yes. I say that to my clients a lot. Just because you can do that does not mean that you should. (laughs) Sometimes it's tempting to do things that we really need to not be doing in our businesses. And Stephanie, that's something that you really helped me with quite a bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people in our industry refer uh, to the book Rocket Fuel with, you know, having the visionary and the integrator um, roles in place in the business so that, you know, you've got the right people in the right spots and they can use their talents to collaborate so that all, all the visionary items actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I know that was something that you and I worked on quite a bit, Stephanie, was getting the right people in the right roles. One of the mistakes I made early on was thinking that one person could do several different things and maybe they were great at one of those things, had passion, excitement, enthusiasm for one of those things, but not so much for the others. And that was a real learning curve for me to be very discerning about who I put in which role and making sure that they actually have the passion and excitement for their role. Yes, absolutely. I think also we can have our business be on fire. And so it's like, okay, in our mind, because we've been wearing all the hats, we think, well, this person could, I don't know how, but we make a connection of, well, this person could do this. They could do the customer care stuff and the social media stuff and the marketing stuff. I think like it all kind of coordinates together, which is not the case. So you end up getting, (laughs) you end up putting out, I've seen a lot of people put out posts that are like, I'm looking for a magical unicorn. And it's like, good luck with that because you may be able to find somebody who could do a little bit of all that, but it's really not their genius zone or even their excellence zone sometimes. So it's really important to identify, you know, what are the things that I want to take off my plate? Um, What are the things that I must have? What are the things that I want to have? And like, start really looking at what those roles would look like. Yeah. So important. I know one of the things that I talk with my clients about a lot is getting crystal clear on who their perfect match client is. So I'm curious, as we're talking more about this intensive that you two have created, who do you think is the perfect fit client for this for you guys? You mentioned a few factors earlier, but who would a dream client be for this offer? Dream client would be somebody who is further along in their business. They've um, had success. They've put together a team and they are really wanting to scale and they're not really sure. Speaking to what Rena said earlier, um, they can't see because they're in their business where the gaps are and what's needed next. However, they are committed and ready to roll up their sleeves with no excuses to get the things put in place so that they can scale. Yeah, that piece about being willing to do the work, right, to implement everything, I would imagine is very, very important. Absolutely, because if they are not ready to do the work, then they're wasting their time. You know, nobody's going to win in that scenario. That's right. Yeah, and there's a couple of factors I'd love to add to that that I think are really important to Stephanie and I. Um, And I love that explanation that you gave about that perfect fit. Like everything we do in our work is centered around personas, So I just love that. And I think two really critical things to be a perfect fit for our work together is that they take their business really personally. So it's a heart project. It's not, it's something that it's not necessarily their identity, but it is their work in the world. And that that heart project is part of the problem that they are having when they are looking to scale and that they are 
wanting to impact more people in a more powerful way, but they're really struggling with how they do that when they're not the doer all the time. And we see that tension point happen just constantly. I'm mm -hmm. sure you do. <laughs> You guys both have a wealth of experience. And when you combine your magic together, you guys have seen lots of different entrepreneurs, coaches, business owners of all kinds through this process. I'm really curious to hear from each of you. What's your number one tip for a coach who wants to scale his or her business? I would say to get present and take a step back from your business and really look at what are your burning fires? What are the things that you want to get off your plate? Again, what are your must-haves? What are your wanna-haves? So that you can get grounded in reality of what your needs are and where you're actually at in your business on paper so you can see what is exactly needed. Awesome. What about for you, Rena? Well, I mean, since Stephanie got the really good one, I, <laughs> I will say... The transformational place that I see is when a business puts profit first over so many of the other things that can get us distracted in the business and the planning for the business. So if you've done that personal work that Stephanie was talking about, and then you put profit at the front of your strategy, you're going to have a successful and sustainable and scalable company. So powerful putting both of those things together. When does this intensive start? When are you guys getting started with this? So um, applications actually open today and um, we are going to, uh, that will be happening through the 24th of this month. And then uh, the program kicks off October 11th. Awesome. All right. So we're in the application period right now as this episode airs. Yes. So where can people go if they want to learn more about this Get Your Shit Together Intensive? Sure. They can go to realignyourstrategy.com forward slash G-Y-S-T. Okay, awesome. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So that way people can navigate and find your guys' work and submit an application if they're interested in getting some support with both systems and strategy to help their businesses grow. Is there anything that either one of you would like to add before we wrap up today? Any final thoughts on systems, scaling, any bits of wisdom that you've accumulated over the years that you wish to share? I would just say, number one is no matter where you're at in your business, not carrying any shame that you're behind or you should be someplace else. I think that there's a tendency to feel like we've done something wrong. Um, and haven't put together a magic formula that somebody else has. And that's not the case over and over again. I see people thinking that other people have it all together and they don't. And that is not the case at all. Nobody has their shit fully together. I love that, Stephanie. What about for you, Rena? I love that too, Stephanie. And I would just say to add on to that, that if you're feeling really alone in that struggle, if you can remind yourself, or let me remind you as you listen to this, that that being alone doesn't have to be that way, that it's a choice. There are others of us out here who can support you, who have been where you are or are where you are and tap into a community, whether it's ours or another one that can help you through that journey really makes it a lot less painful and a lot more fun. 
That's so true, Rena. I think the more we allow ourselves to receive support from others, the more we can expand and grow and serve the people that we're here to serve. Yes. Absolutely. It was wonderful to have both of you here today. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. And I'm very excited for your guys' intensive. I know you're going to help so many coaches and entrepreneurs. And I love how you guys have blended your magic together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, you're welcome. Are you ready to enroll more perfect fit clients into your high ticket coaching program? If so, I'd love to invite you to book a free breakthrough call. We'll spend up to 45 minutes together getting you clear on what has been holding you back from making more sales, and we'll develop a plan together to help you to reach your goals. To book your call, go ahead and head on over to marieldiaz.com forward slash connect. We can't wait to talk with you soon.